Hello and welcome to Navigating Nursing. I am your host, Laura Whitehead, a registered adult nurse, a critical care nurse, qualified lecturer and fellow of the Higher Education Academy. I would like to welcome Wendy Isles, who is an advanced nurse practitioner and clinical lead for the Primary Care Workforce and Training Hub. Hello, Wendy, and thank you so much for joining me today. So did you always know that you wanted to be a nurse? Yes, I did. I think I wanted to be a nurse from when I was four or five years old. It was the thing I wanted to do. She always knew. And you've had a very varied career. So you've worked in orthopaedics, you've worked in the emergency department, and then you moved into practice nursing. Did you always know that you wanted to move into this role? No, no. I very much enjoyed my work within accident and emergency and orthopaedics. And that's where my real heart was. But um, I trained many years ago. And at the time, the hours that you had to work in in A&E didn't fit around um, having children and a husband who was also a doctor. So um, practice nursing was more convenient to work around school hours. And how did you find the move from kind of the inpatient hospital environment? How did you find that move into practice nursing? I found it's very difficult because primary care is much different to working within the hospital. A lot of practice nursing is very much on your own. You're very much more independent and tend to don't have the numbers around you like you do within secondary care. And I did miss the acute trauma and busy side of of working in accident and emergency. It's a different type of nursing completely, more health promotion, more motivational kind of work. And you trained as an advanced nurse practitioner. You did your MSc in 2003. What made you want to go and do your master's in advanced practice? I like the autonomous part of the role. I felt that I was I was a good practice nurse. I was highly qualified as a practice nurse with lots of skills, but just a desire to extend further. I've always been one to push boundaries for nursing and so the doing the advanced nurse practitioner course enabled me to do that and become an independent autonomous practitioner really. and you've been a principal in a GP surgery with a group of other advanced nurse practitioners on a primary medical services contract can you outline a little bit about what that role and what that contract looked like and the care that was that you provided well primary care is a private business and um, general practitioners work as independent contractors and they are given a practice as a partner you have a contract with the commissioning group to um, deliver primary care services to patients and because I was a nurse I couldn't have the usual GMS contract so we at the time had to negotiate for a PMS contract it came about at a time when the CCG wasn't able to be a commissioner and a provider at the same time. And so the political surrounding environment was right for us to be able to apply for a PMS contract. Um, And we were a very forward thinking bunch of nurses who fought and demonstrated through managing the practices that we were working at that we could manage this practice um, and we would employ doctors to do the things that we weren't allowed to do, such as uh, death certification and sick notes. So 
we took four years going through a tender process, a legal process, to be awarded the PMS contract, which we got in May 2008. Um, it was very different because general practice is obviously set up for doctors. So um, we had to learn a management of a general practice, as well as having the clinical skills and seeing the patients day to day. So it was the general running of the practice and decisions about practice management that we had to make. And everything is set up for GPs. So um, I found out 10 years later on the line that I'd been, uh, my pension had been put in as a non-clinical manager. Um, oh, no. um, and so that was time to sort out. Yeah. And actually that's a very different skill set, isn't it? You know, from the management side compared to your, your previous role. It's a great step in a different direction because I never up to that point had sort of thought how general practice is run so there's all sorts of things that you have to learn on top of doing the clinical day job and of course the book stops with you so um, I was finding myself a lot of the time working beyond the general day really. And can you just give us explain a little bit more about your role as an advanced nurse practitioner? My role as an advanced nurse practitioner, it was new, fairly new in 2003 and four. There were very few of us around. Um, so it new in the fact that new to patients, because patients just see you as a nurse and always think of you as a doctor's handmaiden doing as a doctor would do. From my point of view, it was um, becoming more of an autonomous role. It was seeing, diagnosing, examining, and treating patients and reviewing them as need be and selling that role, if you like, because patients always thought that after seeing me at first, they'd have to see a doctor as well. See a doctor after. And I think, I think even now, I think the kind of the general public's view on what a nurse does, I think hasn't quite caught up with how quick nursing has expanded itself and evolved and developed over time. Absolutely. I think for me, it was twofold because, you know, um, I was also the, the, the person who ran the practice. So it was like, okay, so now I've spoken to you and then, you know, are you going to talk to the doctor and come back to me? It was like, no, I, the book stops with me. So yeah. actually I'm in charge here. <laughs> we don't need to talk to anyone else. I need his permission to do this. This is, you know, something that I can do and I'm capable of doing just like anybody else. I can refer you if I feel that I need to refer you or like anybody else would do, I will speak to my colleagues if I'm in doubt as to what management or treatment you know you need right now. I've got a group of people around me who I can speak to and come back to you because we none of us work in silos. We always need other people, you know, to sound off kind of thing. And within your role as vast nurse practitioner, what is your what's your favourite part of that? I think my favourite part of it is being able to make a diagnosis to be able to prescribe and, um, and then to review and see the patient and see them improve and know that you've made the right decision. Um, and the relationship that that then builds on with the patient. And have you got any advice to anyone that wants to go into practice nursing if they're a registered nurse, you know, like you were working in that secondary care environment and they want to, to move over into practice nursing? What advice have you got for them? I understand it's very difficult um, to move from secondary care to primary care. 
general practitioners, GP doctors, tend to want somebody to come and be able to do their job from the get-go. And that you have a lot of experience and a lot of skills that you gain through your training and through your work in hospital or wherever. And that, that is, is good, but it's not always transferable into primary care. And the difficulty for some nurses is actually getting their foot through the door to work in general practice. Um, so, you know, I would say, and I'm trying to encourage the development of these vocational training schemes where nurses can go and be, have a salary and be supported to learn the skills so that they are then set to work in a practice. And hopefully, if that's available in your area, then you can train to become and get the skills that you need to work in the practice. You don't have to do that. You know, people thought that from qualifying that you would have to go straight into the hospital and get some experience in secondary care before you go into primary care. And that isn't the case. You can qualify straight away. And if you've got a, a practice who's got a, a supporting sort of environment, then, you know, they will, in effect, if you like, what we call grow your own sort of thing, bring somebody into the team and develop them along the way, understanding that they can't do everything from the outset. I think the, the courses, you know, and the kind of the programmes now running where you're paid a salary whilst you're training, we were talking about the Training Nursing Associates Scheme, um, and we're going to move more into your role as the clinical lead for the training hub, but we were saying what before we started recording today about what a fantastic opportunity that provides and you said about growing your own and that's exactly of, of what the trusts and kind of employers and and GP surgeries are trying to do aren't they? Absolutely I mean it's a stepping point it's a career ladder if you like a progression which means that people can experience the role or experience the work within an area and learn it and then expand and grow with it just like anybody else would do and you could, you know, there's steps along the way um, to do that now. And we, Middlesex University, we were we were discussing though that they were one of the pilots too to have the Trained Nursing Associates scheme start two years ago now. And, and the new the students graduated uh, at the beginning of this year, the end of last year, that are now kind of out out in practice working as registered uh, nursing associates. And actually they're one of my favourite groups of students to teach because they've, they come from a really wide variety of backgrounds, a really wide variety of clinical experience um, and, and have had very different careers, some of them, you know, compared to each other. And they're all really engaged and they all really want to learn. Yes, I think that's the, the value of doing something like that is um, because they can see how, the, how this training, this two years of the foundation has actually broadened their horizons. It's allowed them to do more but also they've become sort of this uh, lover of lifelong learning, if you like, that comes with um, training at this level. Um, and, you know, they've done a degree sort of level qualification to become a nurse associate. So um, why not carry on and, and then get the full grown registration, if you like? Yeah. yeah and get that full BSc um, and and also I think the thing with nursing as well is it was seen you know it's a degree profession we've with that that was made quite a while ago now that decision to kind of you know the diploma and the advanced diploma got phased out and it's now a BSc only 
for registered nurses that are going to come out as band fives but actually lots of roles now need that either level six or further qualification once you've qualified so it's not just that I'm a nurse I'm on the register yes and and what I like about this in many respects is and people don't understand this is the critical thinking and the thinking around what they're doing and the understanding more about what you're doing and why you're doing it rather than it being a task orientated job um, I think completely and a lot of students will say when we we look at the critical analysis and the critical writing at level five and six so second and third year of the degree you know all oh, nursing nurses don't do this or nurses don't look at a patient and work out what assessment framework whether they use abcde or adls and and it's part of that of they do all nurses do it, it's not an active kind of you know, they might not out loud say to you if you're the student working with them or the trainee working with them. It, it's a process that all nurses do, regardless yeah. of what level they are in their career. Yes, exactly. And, you know, it's that thinking level of thinking that they gain with it and um, assessment that they do. Yeah. And, and as part of your role, you're also a clinical lead for a training hub. Can you just explain about that in a bit more detail? The training hub has got two sides to it. One is about workforce. So it's about encouraging new roles and I'm primary care based, so new roles into primary care. So it's about understanding where the gaps are in the service and developing new roles to fill those gaps. And it's about um, educating and training of the existing people there. So, um, you know, it's about making sure that there's sufficient training for the, the workforce that's existing um, and giving advice and guidance on, you know, the next stage of development for people or where to um, find the training that they're needing or looking for. And, and then looking at the workforce going forward um, as to who's going to provide this service to patients going forward. And have you got any advice for any um, students that are coming, that have a placement, a clinical placement within the practice area or any any student nurses that really think that that working in that environment is something where they want their career to go or they want to apply for a job within the practice as a newly qualified nurse? I think from my experience of having undergraduate student nurses in my practice, you learnt very quickly whilst you were having them in the placement whether or not they felt that this was a career for them and you know their enthusiasm and things was was always noticeable and you know we were able to sort of we did take nurses after they qualified in that from there onto our GPN scheme which was a, available at the time which was about developing nurses into a general practice nurses so I think you know make it clear that that's what you want um, to the people who you're working with because we all talk to each other at different meetings go to the forums and things like that there's a practice nurse forum with the RCN and obviously through through the papers and things you can find where the jobs are but make yourself known and make it clear that this is what you want to do. And I and I say this to my my personal my students that are in my personal tutor group that I remember when my first job was in a cardiac HDU and they only took me because I did a placement there and I was really clear I, you know I went up to the to the ward manager I went up to the matron and said you know I would love to work here and then the trust did 
their how they gave their newly qualified jobs was everyone applied they ranked their first three clinical areas and all of the matrons and charge nurses and sisters all came together and they basically would say laura whitehead's applied for cardiac who want does anyone want her yeah. And it was done kind of in that way. Um, but if I hadn't have been so explicit and so obvious and, and, I, and I went to my second choice as well, it was a place where I did my a placement in my first year. And, and I kind of whenever I needed to borrow anything or whenever I was nearby or doing a patient transfer, I used to pop into the ward and say hello. So they kind of yeah. still recognised me. It wasn't like I did a, a month placement and then kind of fell off the face of the earth but um I think sometimes in nursing we're not very good at maybe putting ourselves forward and especially in terms of jobs or talking about jobs that might not be something that we, we're as confident yeah I completely agree with you um it's not saying that you'll get the job because you know the person but at least they are aware of your enthusiasm and your desire to be there and if they can't offer it they quite often will say at another meeting with other people Oh, I found this nurse who is interested in if you're into if you're looking for anybody, you can go. The other thing that the nurses can do is give their send their CV out and just make it clear that this is what they want to do as a career. And I think as well, changing career path, you know, from that secondary care to the primary care can be quite daunting, especially if you look at the skills that you don't have. You know, you look at a job advert and you think actually on the desirable or the essential list, I don't. Yeah. I don't have that and I found actually contacting the area and saying you know I would be really interested in applying for this post however and maybe organizing an informal visit I know that's obviously near impossible now because of Covid but you know now a Zoom or a Microsoft Teams call or even a phone call just yeah. to have that conversation. Yes I completely agree I had a few nurses who worked in secondary care in the hospital that I may have encountered through I don't know going to a conference or something like that or a training day and then you know they would say oh I want to go to primary care and I'd say come and spend a day with us and come and experience it and see how it works see if you like it you do have to have somebody who's amenable to that but you know I was always very open to having people come and sit with me and see how it works and understand it and then see if that's something that they would would like to do going forward so I think as well it's it's such a big change you want to make sure before you kind of sign that contract and before you commit or maybe even apply you want to know that that is definitely yes definitely an area um, and we spoke earlier about how lots of student nurses get given community care placements rather than practice nurse yes I would I would say to the university, if you thought that primary care was something that you wanted to do as a career, then I would be saying to the university, please, would you make sure that my community placement is within, the is within a practice? From the training hub side of things, from my perspective job now, my job is to go through the practices and ask them to take undergraduate student nurses and trying to increase the placement numbers so that nurses do experience or more nurses, undergraduate student nurses experience primary care um, in the hope that they will choose primary care as a primary destination for their career. And particularly if they kind of get lumped together, don't they, community and everything just gets put in one, but actually 
the roles within I remember my community placement was in like a hospital at home team so they would do IVs they had people on fruitamide infusions they'd insert NGs you know the level of care they did tracheostomy care the level of care they give was was completely different in fact it was more of a secondary care kind of even level two because they had patients on NIV at home people think that primary care is just giving a vaccine and doing a dressing but there's an awful lot more to that. There's chronic disease management, there's lifestyle stuff, there's cardiovascular stuff. There's, there's quite a lot of stuff involved. It's, there's plenty to do. And did you find that doing the counselling course that you did, was that like a natural progression in you learning those skills on the job? I did the counselling when I was working in accident and emergency. It started off sort of mainly as bereavement counselling, but then I found that I liked it and so expanded on to doing general counselling and I use that all the way through my nursing career because relationships with our patients it's about talking and understanding people and getting getting to be on the same wavelength if you like and you get the best out of the patient or just learning to listen so that did help my nursing skills a lot and a lot of the patients and particularly on the mental health side always valued coming and speaking to me because of course they got a free counselling session, if you like. They got to buy and get one free. <laughs> and so now, um, where do you see the rest of your career going? What are your plans for the future? Sure. Well, I'm 44 years into nursing now. I've been a nurse for 44 years. Wow. Um, and um, although I only do clinical locum sessions now, and that's through choice because I do want to maintain my clinical skills and maintain my registration through clinical work. I do enjoy my work within the training hub because it it enables me, you know, I've got a breadth of experience and knowledge that I can still use and advise uh, practices about, and I can further nursing in my own little way by always being the person who speaks up for the nurses or is there pushing for nurse boundaries to be extended and and considered amazing thank you so much for coming today wendy i think particularly i've i had never heard before i'd kind of looked at your cv and spoken to you of nurses kind of being partners in the gp practice and and running that and running a practice so we were new unique we're all we've all retired from the practice in the last year but it was a unique practice that we were because we were the only practice around that had three nurses who employed salaried doctors and unfortunately it has reverted back to being a, a general doctor's practice there are there are still in north yorkshire or yorkshire and northumbria there are still only three nurse partners so you know for me i would like to see more nurses becoming partners and taking leadership roles and pushing pushing you know the boundaries for for nursing if you like so that's what everyone's got to do anyone listening that wants that really sees their career going that way it's possible it's been done and we need to and we need to see more of it thank you so much wendy for joining me today you're very welcome 